This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to OEM Industry Update, a weekly podcast examining the latest news and technology trends impacting product development teams in the heavy-duty on- and off-highway equipment industries. I'm Sarah Jensen, editor of OEM Off-Highway, and in this week's episode, I'll be speaking with Jared Aho, Director of Marketing Transportation at NI, about a new technology collaboration which aims to improve the development process for autonomous vehicles. Let's take a listen now. So maybe just then to start the conversation, maybe if you could kind of talk about what brought about the new collaboration between NI and Seagate and maybe what the goal of this collaboration is. Yeah, absolutely. So Sarah, thank you for for having me on the podcast today. Um, Let me talk about the collaboration, but let me also maybe give a little bit of information about uh, who NI is, as well as our business in off-highway. So NI, we equip innovators. So these are the engineers, the enterprises that are creating the change with systems and software that help them accelerate their productivity, their innovation, and their discovery. We do this across an entire spectrum of innovation. So from renewable energy generation uh, to autonomous and connected vehicles, both on and off highway, to rockets exploring the next generation of space uh, to the chips that go inside of everything and and the wireless Mm -hmm. technologies that are going to connect us all. My focus is on mobility, uh, which means that I'm supporting the enterprises that are creating a new way of moving people and things and helping to do those things more efficiently, more safely, and more cleanly. For decades, we've worked with companies uh, to help them test and measure their products and their processes, which gives us some interesting insight on product development especially the quality and the innovation cycles. So, because when you think about it, like who really understands how a product works, whether you're talking about a car or you're talking about a phone, you know, who really understands that? It's, it's typically the test engineer, right. the person who is putting it through its trials, trying to find the things that are working, the things that aren't working and helping to improve the overall design uh, and experience for their customers. Now, historically that role of test it's been pass or fail. You know, it's been, does the thing work as expected? And typically it's at the very end of that product development innovation, which often means that it's typically constrained, especially as um, product development cycles are shortening, but products are becoming more complex. You know, the amount of time that somebody has to test is being constrained. Meanwhile, these test engineers are developing um, hordes of data, you know, uh, like uh, tons of data that is just being used to, to, again, validate the performance of these products. In fact, we estimate that roughly 90% of the tests that is being generated throughout product development is actually either being thrown away or it's being stuck in a silo. In short, it's not being used to its full extent. And we believe that that is simply unacceptable and it hinders us from being able to develop uh, the, the speeds of innovation that we quite frankly need. 
So for instance, if you can entertain an example real quick from just personal life, um, you think about companies like Facebook or Amazon or Netflix or Google. If those companies didn't use their data the way that they do to create better experiences for us, quite frankly, they would not be the Facebooks, the Amazons, the Netflix, and the Googles. Right. And so today what we're doing is that we're trying to work with companies to help them rethink and transform the way that they gain insights from test. And more importantly, the data that they're generating at each stage in the product development. And especially in automotive and off-highway applications right now with supply chains constrained, mm -hmm. but product development cycles shortening, we believe that now is the best time to rethink the role of test which brings me to the collaboration. So what brought that collaboration about goes directly in line with what I mentioned about how we're working with customers. The insights that we gather from working with engineers, developing and testing these products, it helps us to understand where they're going and where they're challenged and what they need. Let's talk about what's going on in our industries and, and some of the challenges that led to this collaboration. Mm -hmm. Sarah, you may know uh, in, in the automotive sector, there's a vision or an ambitious goal that they call vision zero. Mm -hmm. You know, that talks about zero emissions, zero accidents and zero congestion. Um, we believe that it's a goal that is both built on purpose and trust. It's a purpose that we're going to do the right thing for each other and for our world, but trust that we're not gonna take any shortcuts to get there. So our goal is to help to accelerate the path to get to vision zero through innovation throughout that design process and ensure that quality remains non-negotiable. Now in off-highway, when I'm talking to our off-highway customers, the vision zero term isn't necessarily always used, but what is used are some, some other common terms. Mm -hmm. You know, they want, they're looking at developing intelligent vehicles or machines, right. efficient, that's safe, mm -hmm. clean, and connected. And so how do you, how do you make these autonomous vehicles, these autonomous machines, uh, no, ma no matter the level of automation, how do you make them intelligent? Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same way that you make anything with the ability to learn more intelligent. You provide teaching and training. Now we're not taking these machines to driver's education. We need an alternative way of teaching them. And so in short, what we're doing is we're effectively creating supercomputers with wheels that happen to perform some industrial job. These machines are extremely expensive to make and extremely time consuming to develop. Mm. And so companies are oftentimes turning to simulation to facilitate faster time to market for these products. Now the simulation needs to be very high fidelity such that as we move from simulation to eventually the real world, it needs to perform as expected. And one way to do this is by capturing very high fidelity measurements that you capture them in the real world such that they can be used to create a digital twin for simulation and replay purposes. Now, what's key to that is the data, lots and lots and lots of data. Uh, OEMs and suppliers are, that are developing these autonomous technologies, they're experiencing a data problem and particularly around data storage and data transfer. Mm -hmm. And so when you have a problem with data storage and data transfer, you turn to the experts. And that's what led to us working with Seagate. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, Seagate is a world leader uh, in data storage and infrastructure solutions. 
And we recently announced a collaboration that combines our high performance in vehicle data logging systems with their data transfer um, uh, storage and infrastructure and edge storage services. The goal of that collaboration uh, is to ensure the safety and reliability of autonomous vehicle technology and help OEMs and suppliers accelerate their time to market by making it easier to use their sensor and vehicle data throughout all phases of product development. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so how um, will the two companies um, offer those benefits or what are both sides bringing together to enable those benefits for OEMs and suppliers? Yeah, well, let's let's um, maybe talk about that collaboration within the larger context in which it fits. So developing and deploying these autonomous technologies, it's really, really hard. Mm -hmm. It seems like every day there's a new partnership being forged yeah. uh, between suppliers or OEMs and technology mm -hmm. leaders, not even just your traditional companies that, that we've been covering, you know, in the news for years, but new companies, new right. names that all of a sudden are becoming, you know, leaders in the space. Mm -hmm. Now, it's funny when I hear people talking about whether it's autonomous vehicles or autonomous machines, oftentimes they talk about it's a race to get there. Mm -hmm. um, quite frankly, we don't think that it's a race that we're, anybody's going to win alone. We think that it's a race that we have to do together to get there. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of these partnerships and um, collaborations, joint ventures, et cetera, uh, be informed. Now, the autonomous vehicle technology, the sensors, the algorithms, uh, the software and the computing power, it's all a part of this engineering workflow. You need to make it all come together to make these things work. Mm -hmm. So our approach is to seamlessly connect that workflow to help to accelerate their performance. We do this with an open and software connected hardware, so hardware systems that welcome integration with other technologies, whether that's in-house developed technologies that our customers may have developed themselves, or if it's from other you know, leading companies, other third-party companies, companies like Seagate. This approach uh, encourages an ecosystem of technology leaders that are all best in class at what they do, which in turn creates a better experience for our mutual customers that is flexible to scale with their ever changing requirements. Because let's be honest, in the space of autonomous, we're still far away, requirements are gonna continue to change. Right. So, so this collaboration is a, is a perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. the, our, our data record and ADAS uh, systems, it's a modular data logging solution that allows engineers to record sensor and ground truth data during testing. This is used to verify sensor capabilities and train ADAS and autonomous algorithms. Um, now, to do this, our system is able to support multiple high bandwidth sensors of various types, mm -hmm. radars and cameras and LIDARs and, and automotive networks and probably sensors that haven't even been developed yet. Mm -hmm. um, but we're able to do that Support and, and, and be able to support extremely high volume data, data rates, both the movement of that data, but then also the storage. And we're able to adapt quickly because of its modular form factor. Now, for example, when our customers are taking these systems out for let's say a two hour recording session, it's not uncommon that they're generating tens of terabytes of data. Mm 
Mm. Now we synchronize all of those different measurements. We stream them to storage and we even enable real-time visualization during testing. But data in storage somewhere out in the field mm -hmm. isn't useful to those software engineers that are trying to validate their autonomous algorithms in the lab. And so our customers need to be able to maximize their uptime recording the data while minimizing their downtime transferring and ultimately shorten the amount of time that it takes them to collect, or sorry, to go from collection to validation. Mm -hmm. And so our partnership with Seagate combines our ADAS and AD recording capabilities with their, um, their live mobile edge data transfer services to solve this problem. Mm -hmm. What the Seagate Live Mobile, it helps to accelerate the access to that data that's being collected for analysis and algorithm optimization. These systems work side by side. They're actually directly mounted in these vehicles and seamlessly connected for that high speed, high volume data collection and storage. And once one of those, for instance, two hour recording sessions is complete, our customers can then swap out those Seagate Live Mobile systems to be able to continue recording you know, while the data from the other system is transferred via either a Seagate edge data center or through physical transfer. So what this ultimately enables is that uptime for our customers um, mm -hmm. while also accelerating, you know, getting that data, getting data access in the lab where it's needed as, as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then I guess at what point in the development process is this going to typically be utilized? Is it more, is it early on? Is it later in the tech or is it kind of throughout the development yeah. process? It's, it's yeah, all throughout. The reality <laughs> is, is that the, the opportunity to accelerate this, this product innovation cycle is how do you connect data throughout that product development cycle? And so we have customers who are using these systems and, and this type of data very early on, you know, as they're initially designing some of their models and just trying to train the algorithms. They may not, you know, they probably don't have the ECUs, the, the engine controllers or the, uh, the control units. They probably don't even have some of the physical sensors. But what they're trying to do is simply validate that uh, some of their algorithms and software are going to perform as expected. But then as they validate in simulation, there's a need, you know, at some point you're going to go beyond simulation to the next step. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to do is help them to be able to reuse their data, their systems by connecting across those product development life cycles. So as you go from simulation to software in the loop, to model in the loop, to hardware in the loop, all of that's connected and, and being reused. Also, um, while I focused heavily on the, the partnership between NI and Seagate in this data recording realm, you know, as I talked about earlier, it's this connected workflow. And so data recording is just one part of it. We think of that as like the data in motion part. So you're collecting the data, you're tagging the data, you're reducing the data, you're creating the digital twin from which then you can do simulation. But then you're moving from that data in motion to data at rest or maybe at data at work where you're using that, that high fidelity sensor data and model data and environment data and you're creating real world scenarios in simulation that you're then using throughout the rest of your product development cycle uh, to, to continue to test and validate. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So 
how then could this technology maybe help to improve safety and reliability of autonomous vehicles and meet those goals of the vision zero that um, many industries are looking to meet? Yeah, uh, good question. So uh, two of the biggest challenges uh, with developing autonomous systems are one, accurately understanding what's around you, and then two, detecting the corner cases. And so like to that extent, you know, it's important, it's just as important for an autonomous system to know what's within its limits as what's outside of its limits, you know, to know when it needs to ask, you know, the human to take over control. And so this is the responsibility of what's controlled, the perception system. So how the machine, the vehicle, can perceive and sense the world around it. Um, inaccuracies here can be dire. Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, it can ruin brands, it can ruin lives. Right. And so it's extremely important that we are as accurate and, and right as possible here. Now let's look at a recent example, for instance, in the news, which luckily was not dire, but I think it kind of drives home the point of the importance of this, you know, getting this perception, uh, perception part right. Uh, you may have recently seen in the news, there was an OEM or there was a, there was a, a customer driving their, their car down the road and the vehicle's perception algorithms kept confusing the moon mm -hmm. for a yellow light. So as it was driving down the road, there, the moon was low in the sky in the horizon and it was a large yellow orb. And so the perception algorithm perceived it as a yellow light and it just continued to, you know, make the vehicle begin to disengage, which, you know, can be a, a dangerous situation in itself if the machine mm -hmm. doesn't understand the world around it and if there's right. no human to, to intervene. Now, luckily, of course, there was no bad situation here. But the point here is that in autonomous vehicle development, you know, we're not just talking about one type of sensor, right? If it was just the camera looking at that moon, um, then that's probably what led, that could have led to a situation like this. Mm -hmm. But what's needed in autonomous vehicle is that 360 view, that contextual view, and also a time bound view. For instance, if you're driving down the road and you notice that that yellow orb is not moving in the sky, it's probably telling you that it's quite a far off in the, in the distance. And so all of that's important. And that's why companies are combining all these different sensor technologies and, and fusing that together to help to improve that, the perception capabilities of these vehicles. Mm -hmm. So what's needed here to be able to, to solve this and what's unique about our design that's going to enable this is number one, it's that high fidelity sensor measurements. You need to be able to acquire this data as accurately as possible, time synchronized, um, and, and be, again, as I mentioned, being able to do it, not just for one type, but for all these different types of sensors, as well as those ones that aren't yet even developed. And being able to move that at high speed rates, you know, to extremely high uh, data storage, such that then it can be reused in that lab throughout the rest of product development. And so we're working closely with companies like Seagate, as well as many other leading companies uh, in the automotive and off-highway space. To, to be able to create that connected workflow to help mm -hmm. our customers uh, move through the product development cycle faster. Mm -hmm. okay. And so are there other benefits uh, beyond use in developing autonomous vehicles that this uh, technology and collaboration with Seagate can aid with? Or um, it was kind of brought up when we were 
coordinating the interview that there was the potential that it could help to reduce the number of automotive chips that might be needed in a vehicle at some point? Could you maybe um, expand on that a little bit and discuss how that would be? Yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. Um, it, it, while I don't think that this is gonna be the silver bullet that's gonna solve yeah. any of our semiconductor supply no. <laughs> shortages, there, there certainly are some benefits. And, and also mm -hmm. it's pretty interesting. If you look at the Seagate Live um, platform, its use cases are quite interesting. The same platforms that's being used to help to record high volume autonomous vehicle uh, data is also being used in Hollywood movie sets. So just kind of a fun aside there. Um, but there's two parts to your question or two, two parts to the answer to your question. Um, number one is that what this type of um, approach solves, it, or it, it enables a different approach to product development. Mm -hmm. So in particular, it's helping companies to test earlier, test more often, and even test when there's nothing physically to test. Uh, in the industry, this is sometimes referred to as virtual validation or shifting left, referring to shifting left in the design fee. So by you know, allowing companies, um, by, by having this, some of this data, this high fidelity real world data and being able to create those digital twins through a real to virtual transition, we're helping companies test things that don't even exist yet. And as the supply, as a semi shortage has impacted many of our customers, it's allowing them to continue to innovate even in lieu of not having those physical prototypes or finished goods. Mm -hmm. Now, the second part is that's unique, very unique about this collaboration is that we need to also make sure that the innovation cycle itself isn't throttled by our supply chain shortages. Um, to that point, the semiconductor shortage to date has mostly impacted our ability to produce vehicles and machines. Mm -hmm. Now, analysts are now speculating, I'm not an expert in this area, mm -hmm. but I've, from what I've seen and read, analysts are now speculating that um, on what's next, you know, what's the mm -hmm. next shortage that's gonna be impacted. Mm -hmm. Some of them are pointing to mobile phones, for instance, as uh, the next space that we're impacted. But another one is actually in storage, mm -hmm. uh, storage devices, which is directly in uh, the realm of the Seagate offering and this, the importance of this collaboration. Uh, for instance, um, one of our mutual customers, as they were looking at solutions for their data recording for their autonomous vehicles and their fleets, they were being quoted upwards of 52 week lead time in mm -hmm. order to get the data storage devices that they needed to record the data. Now, I mean, just imagine if, if the innovation cycle was, was seriously thwarted to their throttle to the point that we're looking at a year out before engineers and companies can get the technologies they need to do the job. I mean, that's mm -hmm. simply not going to fly. And so this novel approach between NI and Seagate um, of helping our customers solve this data problem, it's through a storage as a service model. And so working with Seagate, instead of, um, uh, instead of having to make companies acquire all these physical assets themselves through capital uh, expenses, we're able to work with them through a service model and by moving things into an operating uh, expense model where we're helping them to overcome those ridiculous lead times that in some cases, as I mentioned, have gone up towards of 52 weeks. So those are just two examples of, of how we're helping companies overcome some of the current supply chain shortages. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So I was just the last question I had was maybe how you guys, how you uh, and I and Seagate 
we foresee the collaboration progressing in the future and continuing to benefit OEM's design and development time? Yeah, I mean, first off, we're, we're simply just getting started. You right. know, this was a, uh, at the time of this recording, we literally <laughs> just announced this two days yeah. ago. Yeah. So we're uh, very excited about uh, getting the news out there and beginning to support more of our mutual customers. Uh, we certainly do have plans to grow beyond this initial offering uh, and together, you know, build a comprehensive portfolio, you know, for data storage and transfer. Maybe, maybe they'll get NI into Hollywood. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> Uh, but really, our focus is heavily on uh, data storage and transfer, you know, from the vehicle to the cloud and then back into the lab so that once we're in there, we're able to connect that data across the product development life cycles and help our OEMs, our suppliers share data more efficiently uh, and ultimately reduce that development cost and time to market. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and provide some more insight into the collaboration and the technology you guys are providing. My pleasure, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of OEM Industry Update. Thank you again to Jared for providing his insights into this new collaboration and how the technology being developed will benefit OEMs. And be sure to tune in each week for another episode to stay up to date on our ever-changing industry. Thank you.